I'm really excited about this next conversation, guys, and I really can't contain myself for how exciting and um, heartfelt that it was to actually reconnect with uh, my guest, uh, Lamar Martin, uh, pro bodybuilder, and definitely an example of not just physical, but personal achievement in terms of self-development, self-discipline, and dedication. I wanted to reconnect with Lamar following a very interesting adventure that happened a couple of weeks ago as Lamar was actually attending the Arnold Classic um, men's physique uh, competition in Brazil and anyone who's not in the know or probably anyone who's in the industry knows that uh, the Arnold Classic is basically the Olympics of bodybuilding. So it's already a big huge deal but what happens when you're at the door of what is actually your dream and plans let's just say don't go according to plan like mike tyson used to say everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face so what do you do when you're faced with that unplanned setback or wall or difficulty what do you do and what happened was something that was so extraordinary it had to be a conversation I wanted to have with him. So Lamar was, as always, very generous with his availability and time. And we just sat down and shot the breeze and just recounted the adventure. And it's definitely something that uh, was uh, so worthwhile to share. That and uh, other wonderful little anecdotes and uh, with Lamar's wisdom and patience and warmth and overall genuine kindness as an individual. Just, uh, you know, really good conversation about, you know, what we try to achieve every day in our own individual awesomeness. So let's not waste any more time. Awaken the Awesome, episode 39 with Lamar Martin. Here we go. Right off the bat, because we definitely want to get into it. Um, the thing is, like, I wake up in the morning, I pull up my usual news feeds, and you know, just check the twitters, and like, you know, check with the news, and see what's going on. Okay, what's the what? What is the city waking up to? And of course, you pop up Instagram, try to get your daily motivation and stuff. Yeah. And I see Instagram stories with my friend Lamar, uh, and broadcasting from the airport, saying like, "Okay, flight canceled, delayed. Like, you know, registration is tomorrow. Like, you know, like, you know, the end date is uh, six p.m. What?" happen let's walk me back through that one because that must have been a harrowing experience and i'm not going to bury the lead i want you to tell me like you know like bare bones what happened <laughs> exactly what happened so um i didn't get time off from work so uh i had to get my shifts covered and i did get my shifts covered um but i was kind of tight in the uh, schedule wise so i had a day um basically where i would arrive in the morning a day before the competition so i would arrive in the morning and that day we had uh, registrations all the way up until i think uh, 8 p.m that night you know and i was scheduled to arrive at 9 a.m that day um what happened with the aircraft was they had a air conditioning uh, issue with the aircraft so they had to oh take the time and mind you this is brazil so it's a 10-hour flight so uh, we left the night and we we're going to arrive in the morning. And then that happened. So now they delayed the flight until the next morning. So I arrived that day at 10 p.m. instead of 9 a.m. So it was pretty messed so, up. Uh, pretty messed up. I, I basically missed registration. And uh, it was just like so stressful, you know, because once I arrived, I had to just start messaging and emailing all these people. Um, trying to hunt down someone who can uh, register me the same day, the very day of the show, you know. So it was it was very stressful. 
Um, I can imagine because here I am looking at, you know, your stories. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm like, I feel so bad. And I'm like, okay. He's like, okay, is, is, is he, is he going? Cause again, you know, cause the, by the time, you know, you were broadcasting, I got it like maybe a couple hours later and I'm yeah. like, I hope he went and here I am. I'm DMing you. Like, please, please tell, tell me you got on the flight. flight. Please tell please me you got on the flight. flight. So, so while you're there, there on the cot at the, at the airport, airport, what's going, what's going through your head? Seriously? Uh, a lot of things, a lot of things. I, I, I tried to keep my composure for a second and try to think like uh, logically. Um, and then I started calling my mom and, you know, talking, talking to her about like what I'm going to do and stuff like that. And she's like, oh, you know, everything happens for a reason. And, you know, she's trying to cheer me up and stuff. And yeah. I, I thought about just turning back, just not going. Like cancel my uh, I really want my, to my hotel, cancel the flight and everything, because I was only going there for that. And if it wasn't for that, then it's like why waste my time? And I was alone either way. You know, I was I was alone. Like I went alone, solo. I don't speak Portuguese, so <laughs> and um, I just like took took a took a little break. You know, just went going through my mind, going through my head. And I'm like, you know what? If, if I don't do this, I'm going to always have that regret of what if, you know? And we spoke about this before, even in uh, the past podcast, the what mm -hmm. if feeling is like the worst feeling you could ever have. And I just like, I don't know, man. I just had the, 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 the big urge to, you know what? Things are going to, Things aren't going to work out the way you want it to happen, like, ever, unless you take the leap, unless you friggin' do something about it, you know? Like, you want something, you have to go for it, man. And that's how I felt in that moment. And I said, you know what? I'm going. I'm, go I'm, I'm going to walk up to these people, and I'm going to register. I'm going to explain my situation. I'm going to, I don't know, like, they have to accept me. I'm coming from Canada, halfway across the world, to, to Brazil, man. Um, uh, I even thought about um, going to see the United Agents for them to write a, um, a, a letter stating that there was, in fact, uh, a delay of the flight because of the, the issues and stuff. And, uh, mm -hmm. I, and uh, this was the night before, right? And my flight was the next morning because it's been delayed till the next morning. And uh, yeah. after messaging all these people and stuff, I finally got an answer the next morning. And uh, I got in contact with one of the head judges and he said, no problem. He gave me his WhatsApp number and he said, just, just no problem. Just contact me uh, as soon as you get here and we'll sign you up. No issue. So man, no issues, no extra fees, no labor registration, like everything straight, you know, and it just goes to show that, like I said, you know, like exactly what came in my mind at, at that time. Like nothing's gonna be hand given to you ever. Like you have to do everything in your will to get what you want, and that's exactly what happened. So you hustled your way to the podium of the Arnold Classic. Like seriously, well, I'm saying the podium, just the stage. But like, cause yeah. let's not get ahead of ourselves. But still, that got to be both scary, but also a very rewarding feeling just to go oh, after your man. dream. Talk about that. Oh man, you have no idea. It was it was one of the best feelings to. To be in such a, a competition, you know, it's, it's, it's an honor to be on the Arnold Classic stage. Um, everyone in the bodybuilding world know how important uh, of a competition that is, you know. 
And um, just the fact that I, after everything I've been through and stuff, and I still went on that stage and I got, got like the, you know, the views and the eyes of uh, all these international faces and judges and stuff. It, it felt great, man. And uh, so how, does, how does it feel that Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, something funny also is that uh, one of the judges from my most recent show remembered me from Brazil. So it's pretty funny. So yeah, so you had the uh, you had the international competition in Laval. Yes. But there was the same judges? Yes, it's all within the I. Oh, that's cool. So all the judges, it's uh, all international judges, and they travel mm -hmm. all around the world for these competitions. Well, that's cool. So yeah. you actually made an impression. If they actually walk up to you and say, okay, I remember you, that's cool. Exactly. Right. And it was positive also because uh, the judge, he came up to me and he, he didn't just say hi. He came up to me and he said, oh, man, like you really improved since Brazil, which was, you know, wow. a, a compliment from a judge. And uh, that he, is something. Yeah, exactly. Because he remembered me, you know, and uh, I was I was I was feeling nice in that moment, you know. <laughs> but from Brazil, how does it feel? Because you mentioned a lot of international presence, so a lot of people who are just as dedicated as you, who are just as hungry yeah. as you, if not more. Yeah. How do you stay within your own? Um, how do how how much trying to put this? How do you stand out in a room full of you know obviously you know dedicated? Well, I'm not going to say egos, but personalities yeah. and people who just wanted just as bad as you. How do you manage that emotionally, psychologically, physically? How do you do that? Well, to be honest, it wasn't my best competition in Brazil. Um, okay. Not only because of uh, everything that had happened, but also the fact that when, when you jump out of an aircraft and you go on stage, you might be a bit watery from the... The, the air pressure, you know, you have to give your, your body like a few days to usually to recover from that uh, deep, the, the, the pressure difference on your body because holding water as a bodybuilder on stage isn't uh, a good thing. Um, okay. That being said, I also found out I wasn't in the correct category because there's uh, a new category that came along for bigger guys and they did said I was too big for the category I was in. Um, oh, so also a learning experience, right? Um, another thing uh, was the language barrier. On stage, I actually thought that they were gonna speak uh, English for the, you know, the the movements, the quarter turns, as we call them. Mm -hmm. And uh, everything mm -hmm. happened to be in Portuguese, and I didn't. Expect, oh boy! You know, I I really didn't expect that. So me walking on stage at first with the confidence that I have. And then to not understand what the judges are saying, it's kind of like, ouch. Yeah, a shocker, right? So some people even told me, give me feedback, and they were saying, oh, you didn't look confident on stage uh, from like the videos. And I said, no, I was not confident because I didn't understand what they were saying. Like, it sort of burst your bubble, basically threw you, threw you off for your concentration. Exactly, because the thing is, it's kind of hard to be confident when you have to look next to you to see what the other guy is doing to follow, right? Mm -hmm. And that shows in your stage presence also. So um, it was a learning experience. I, I, I learned a lot. So in the future, that, that was my first like big international competition. So in the future, depending on which country I'm in, 
uh, I have to be prepared and know uh, what they're saying, right? Even if it's just to study uh, those few words in their language. The sequences? Mm -hmm. I, I knew no Portuguese at all. Um, yeah. What's a good excuse to go back to Brazil? Oh, I, I'm definitely going back. <laughs> I'm going back, like uh, even even there, I was saying, oh, I'm coming back for sure. For sure, I want to go back. Um, I already planned to go next year, so uh, we'll see. <laughs> that's an excellent, that's it. It's like speak it out to the universe. That's so cool. Yeah, man. And it's got to be a really fulfilling feeling, again, because I can't shake that off because that is the that that is the genuine, like, you know, quote unquote, bare bones, you know, translation of going after your dream you know not letting anything stop you and you know what you might fail but you know what you made it happen to the best of your ability and i'm i'm, I'm really you know it's it's a really humbling feeling to just notice that and to see like you know yes that's a genuine what you have to do it is. i was I, I was reading this and it's it's really funny and a lot of people don't understand this and I, i'm not trying to be condescending at all but in these circumstances, you really have to come face to face with yourself and ask yourself, how bad do you want it? You know, I'm not sure if that translates with you in, in any way. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, one thing also is, uh, you know, taking a loss um, from such a huge competition, it, it's very humbling, you know, but it also gives you like a, a, a reality check, like kind of like um, not just how bad you want it, but are you in this for the right reasons, you know? Because usually some people coming off a loss, they'd be uh, demotivated or stuff like that. But I love this sport. I love what I do. I love everything about it. Um, it really didn't demotivate me from uh, pursuing to my next show a month later. Like all my shows were planned and it didn't throw me off at all. I just readjusted to my, my future show and I went into the right category this time around. And look what happened. <laughs> I, I turned professional. So <laughs> you turned pro. You genuinely yeah. turned pro. And that's got, that's got to be a really big deal, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is a big deal in the bodybuilding world. Um, usually, the well, to turn pro, you have to win overall in your category in the national level competition, which is usually mm -hmm. um, once or twice a year. So for that year, you're one of the best in the country you know so it's a it's a pretty big title that's a genuine achievement that's exactly that's exactly it because then you know excellence you know just begets effort and yeah. this is a this is the thing that and again i really love following you on instagram and if you guys don't follow Mar at jamaican physique you definitely should it's not just like you know to see how you know humbling and you know totally humiliated he'll make you feel <laughs> but but it's all about um consistency and ethic because you put in a tremendous amount of ethic in terms of your workout in terms of your training regimen in terms of you know how dedicated you are and it goes back to the previous conversation we had about dedication you know it's not even about you know just it's there's no magical pill you know and it's again going back to this has to matter more to you than this other thing that might be an otherwise distraction you know exactly. and it's sometimes it's humbling that most people don't understand that exactly um one thing for sure that i i, I recently started doing is trying to get rid of the noise you know um because whatever you really want, you have to go. You have to go at it like a hundred percent. If you don't, you're not going to get a hundred percent of the results. You know, 
and mm-hmm. uh, recently I even decided to to even uh, not stop but keep coaching and personal training at a bare minimal. Um, mm-hmm. I want to I be able to advance as much as I can as an athlete. So um, since lately, I haven't been taking on new clients or uh, my existing clients. Uh, I'm not really doing follow-ups anymore, which, you know, it might be a bit selfish, but in this life, you kind of have to be selfish, you know. Um, you only have one life to live, and if you're not going 110% at your goals, then the results you're going to get are going to be pretty mediocre. And I want to be one of the best athletes, natural athletes that mm-hmm. like, in Canada, like to ever be in Canada, you know? So it's a, it's a big dream, but uh, big dreams take big sacrifices and, uh, and bold statements. Sacrifice is, I believe, part of the game. It's part of the, you know, very struggle, not even a struggle, the very, the, the very uh, difficult journey that is success. And I don't believe that there's any which way to go about it. You will, for every door you're going to open, you're going to close some, some other ones. You're going to burn relationships. You're going to miss out on opportunities. Miss out, again, quote unquote, it all depends on what matters to you. And every struggle is personal. And, you know, it's definitely something that, you know, I hear you talk and there's a lot of sacrifice that went with that, you know, because I'm sure, you know, there are other, there are plenty of people, you know, that could always say like, you know, why do you put in so much time? Okay. And for the people listening, you know, a lot of people, you know, get, get questioned a lot of time, um, you know, about you're dedicated to something, you're trying to focus on your thing, but you're surrounded by naysayers. You're surrounded by noise and people are trying to distract you. And how do you stay focused? How do you stay committed? Man, it, it depends on how bad you want it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of easy to get caught up, uh, caught up with the noise around. I call it noise, but it's all, it's basically all the distractions around. You know, it could be people, things, uh, work. If your work isn't something that you love, uh, the added stress, um, anything can be noise, you know. But it's it's just trying to have like a tunnel vision on what you really want. And that's something that I started doing recently in my life also is to not mm-hmm. off on making not, not necessarily drastic decisions, but decisions um, faster for things that are stressful in my life. Trying to like chop mm-hmm. down trees from left and right. <laughs> if you understand what I'm trying to say. No, it totally makes sense. It totally yeah. makes sense. You need to have a clear vision of where you're going. Exactly. And whatever like is in your way, you just got to get rid of it. You know, even if it's, uh, I've done this in the past and I've, I've actually stuck around in like, uh, stressful jobs or jobs that I didn't, uh, really like or enjoy, but because of the money you decide to stay. But even then you're kind of holding out on your, your true potential and, and even greater opportunities because if you were somewhere else, maybe you, you've gotten like a, a better opportunity, you know, you never know. Sometimes uh, by letting go of uh, something that you, you find is a need when it really isn't, you might find something even greater, you know, it's, uh, it's a funny world. <laughs> Can we tell the difference, you think? Like versus fear versus comfort zone. How do we know when it's time to jump? How do we know if we should stay? Well, well, that's it. That's it. Um, now with my career, uh, every move uh, as an athlete tend to be a calculated decision. Like right now, everything has to be strategic. Um, in real life, man, to be honest, 
the for sure the the the, the best time to jump is when you're young. Um, that's kind of like one of my advantages right now because I'm still young, so I still have uh, many opportunities to fail and to grow and to to you know to learn from that. But um, it, it is true that once you're older, then it becomes harder to just take a leap, right? Because you tend to have more responsibilities, you know, kids and house and stuff like that. But um, before it gets to that point, you need to, you know, just jump. Like, what, what do you really have to lose? You know, you have one life. So if you don't jump, then one you're life. wasting the rest of your life. You know, that's the way I see it. Uh, the thing is, do we think, and it's something I've observed, and because I've there's definitely been guilty of this myself, mm-hmm. we're always held back by the fear. And I'm, I'm, again, the fear is always a natural reaction to uncomfortable circumstances. But sometimes I guess people need to like, you know, just peek, you know, around the corner and realize that, you know, maybe your fear is justified or maybe your fear is self-inflicted. You know, I'm not sure if you've ever had those experiences. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It is. Um, You fear what you don't know, right? So uh, usually that's why we have so much fear. And then when we do make that decision and find better, then you're like, oh, if I had known, I would have done this earlier. I'm pretty sure a lot of the, the, the audience can relate that they've said that like multiple times in your life. Oh, if I had known earlier, right? It, it's always that. Oh, if I had known earlier, like the thing is, hindsight. you would never know if you never take the chance because they only found out because they took that chance eventually, but it might be not, not late because you're never too late, but uh, retarded, like uh, pushed back, right? Mm-hmm. So if if they take that decision earlier, they would have gotten that results earlier, right? So <laughs> you need to take the chance. Yeah, yeah. Tell me when you got back from um, when you got back from uh, from Brazil. Uh, any opportunities opened up? Like, because again, for, for you certainly made an impact on me. What was the response? Like, you know, even though you weren't satisfied with your own performance, but uh, yeah. what was the feedback you got from your coming back? Oh man, coming back. Uh, I, I got a lot of messages, um, you know, a lot of people that were inspired and a lot of people that were impressed, a lot of people that, that truly saw, like, what I stand for and, and how much of an athlete I am. Because being an athlete, uh, you know, anyone can say that they're an athlete, but you're not an athlete until you prove that you're an athlete, you know. And to go through something that I did kind of proved that point. So I did receive a lot of uh, positive feedback about like how impressed like they were on on not just my performance but how I actually looked on stage that very day of all that stress mm-hmm. and and everything I went through and I actually just pushed through and I I went on stage it was kind of like a fight right because I did fight I, I, I fought to be on that stage and to put up a fight and to to do the sport I love and to go halfway around the world and to be in a place where no barely nobody speaks English because I thought more people spoke English in Brazil, but turns out that no, not really. Not really. Um, you know, there, there was no such thing as a comfort zone there, man. It, it wasn't a comforting, uh, safe situation because it is, you know, a, a third world country and you got to be aware of your surroundings and stuff. And, and, which cab you hop into and stuff like that. So, you know, you have to be aware and stuff like that. But um, just, just to do the whole experience and, and 
to come back, like I did get a lot of positive feedback and I'm glad I'm inspiring people, man. It's, uh, I love the feeling of inspiring and motivating people. <laughs> It's definitely something that, you know, that resonates with a lot of people. Again, I'm just talking from my own experience because, again, I would not put my foot down every two seconds. What is he doing? It's like, did he update anything? Okay, so now he's in chain room. Okay, so now he's flexing. Okay, cool. Okay, so now he's going to be on stage. Okay, fine. Because, again, I'm, I'm not just saying I'm really, really, really proud of, you know, the entire aspect of being faced with a situation where a lot of people would have choked. Like, you know what? okay, flight's delayed, what's the point, why do I need to travel, you know, what's the point, but, you know, through your reaction, and your endeavor, and you're putting your neck out there, like, you know what, and you said it yourself on your stories, you know what, I already paid this ticket, my reservation is already made, I'm just gonna go, worst comes to worst, I'll have taken a weekend vacation in Brazil, because this is Brazil, might as well go, because, you know, you got to find a silver lining in any way, and you know what, you pushed out, you reached out, and it speaks a lot because it resonated enough with the judges to give you a shot. Because, again, they might have just brushed you off, right? Like, sorry, dude, you're late, you're late. Exactly. They, they could have done that. And, uh, you know, like, uh, I even thought about an option, too. And uh, that they're just going to brush me off. You know, I'm one competitor in uh, thousands because it was a thousand competitors that weekend. That's and, a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty big. It's a pretty uh, big international competition, you know. But um, like I said, I just I just took a leap of faith, man, and just went with my head high, you know, and and and, and just did it. <laughs> to be so an athlete, would, would you say the big? Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, to be an athlete, it takes a lot of doing. If you, if you're talking all the time and not doing, you know, it, it doesn't prove much, you know. Because so, I was just curious. Um, through, you know, I'm sure because that was a quick comparison, like, you know, between the Arnold stage mm -hmm. and coming back to Montreal and, you know, the uh, the, Can the Canada stage, would you say there were some big differences? Like, you know, the, aside from obviously the prestige of, you know, the Arnold being like, you know, the yeah. Holy Grail and the Olympics of it, but or would you get, you know, some similarities or some, you know, notable differences between the two competitions? Um. Well, the competition in Brazil was a lot, uh, the caliber is higher because it's international, right? So it's uh, mm -hmm. the best of the best. Um, coming back to, to Montreal a month later, um, I did come in um, tighter, more shredded for my physique, my package that I brought on stage. Mm -hmm. I did look better than the Arnold Classics, but at the same time, my competition wasn't as elevated, wasn't as high as the competition in Brazil. So I felt like mm -hmm. I did turn pro easily, um, okay. which which a lot of people could agree with. Uh, a lot of people that follow me, a lot of the judges and stuff like that, they said, yes, you did have it easy. But the thing is, I've been working my butt off for it for, for so long. So everyone already saw me as like uh, a professional before it actually happened. And I used to get those messages all the time. I'm like man like when are you gonna turn pro like you have what it takes it's just a matter of time and that's how i i saw it also it was kind of like uh it was written in the stars you know like it was supposed to be me type of thing <laughs> you're embodying something that you're seeking you know yeah exactly like, like 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 my name was already on it and that's how i see things that i go for you know like my name is on it it's mine you have to think like that it's if you mine. Don't, 
nothing's ever going to happen for you, man. You have, to, you have to own up to what you want and what you think you deserve and what you, you know, really need in this life. But why do we tend so much and so often and so, you know, familiarly with, you know, negative dialogues? Like, well, why would I turn pro? You know, well, you know, how can I get this girl? Like, you know, why should I ask for a raise? You know, why should I, you know, get this promotion? You know, because it's always, why is it easier to just like, you know, shift to the, you know, to the negative dialogue as opposed exactly. to just like, you know what, my name is on that trophy and I'm going to walk out with that trophy. Exactly. You know what? I was talking about this uh, yesterday with one of my friends, um, and I was saying, uh, even though we're doing a competition, because he competes also uh, in bodybuilding, even though we're doing a competition, like the world isn't a competition. Like you shouldn't see the competition as a competition, but an opportunity for somebody. It's an opportunity because the the, the winner gets to go professional, so it's an opportunity given to all these athletes. But why, why shouldn't that opportunity be given to you uh, on that day? You know, like maybe uh, the next time is going to be somebody else, but why shouldn't you be today? We tend to compete too much against each other when there's so much in abundance to, to be given to us, you know? So uh, I tend not to think about, um, you know, other competitors and why should it be me and stuff like that. You have to be selfish, man. <laughs> Since recently, I've been thinking like that. Like, you have to be selfish. Like, you should, if you really want something, just, you have to take it. <laughs> Who was it? And it sounds really cheesy, but I saw a quick, you know, YouTube clip of, um, of um, Diddy. And he was like, you know, in a boardroom, obviously with his entourage, you know, just probably going through a business meeting, you know, just I'm guessing, you know, the regular bad boy stuff. And he just like, he was just saying like, you know what, I'm not worried about what, what anybody else is doing. The secret of my success is just, I'm just, I'm just concerned with being the best me I possibly can every single day, every single second. I am not worried about what other people are doing, you know, because I'm, I'm guessing that's what I'm hearing from you right now. Exactly. Exactly. And to, to come back to my conversation uh, that I had yesterday, I was saying that, mm -hmm. like, um, yeah, I have friends. I do have friends, and we have, like, our WhatsApp group and stuff like that. We do communicate a lot. But when it comes to being an athlete, uh, especially in bodybuilding, it, it's a very selfish um, sport because uh, all the social aspects of your life, during the time of your, your, your strict dieting, you have to be selfish. Like, there's no uh, outings, no uh, going to have a drink with the guys at the bar, um, sometimes even going out to eat with your significant other, uh, going to eat by, you know, all, all the stuff that we tend to do um, socially involves eating or drinking. So always. usually the fun is around that, you know, but for you to put yourself in, in, in an environment like that, it's kind of like, putting a risk of, of cheating on your diet, you know? Okay. And, and in, a, in a sport like bodybuilding, there is no one hovering above, uh, above your head, right? Making sure that you're not eating that or you're not drinking that. It's, it's, it's a very self-driven sport, like I was saying. And you can't put yourself in those situations. So during those, uh, I don't know, two, three months of, of your, your competitions, you really have to be selfish. You're not going to be socially there with a lot of people, you know? 
This is me being curious right now. Just throwing the question out there. I'm still learning so much from you. Every time I, I talk to you, I feel like I should be taking notes, which I am. But this is just me throwing a random stupid question out there in terms of, again, nutrition, because you're really big on that. Yeah. In terms of, okay, just you particularly, what type of like, okay, the nutrition that you're doing, the nutritional you know concerns that you have, have what intention? So you're trying to burn fat and build muscle at the same time? That's it. That's it. Uh, usually on a cutting, that's what we tend to do. We uh, burn fat and build muscle at the same time. So it's pretty funny. Um, a lot of people don't believe that you can uh, grow in a caloric deficit, but you actually can. And sometimes people, whenever they're in a, on a weight loss plan with like a, a coach or a trainer, mm-hmm. um, they just like hop on the scale and they're like, oh, well, everything I'm doing isn't working because my weight didn't change. But the thing with your weight is it always fluctuates, especially if you're doing uh, training and nutrition. Your weight will mm-hmm. fluctuate. Your weight will go up and it'll go down. Or sometimes it'll stay the same. And then it'll go down a little bit and it goes back up a little bit. Well, you're actually building muscle and you're burning fat at the same time. And most of the time you can only tell by either uh, doing your body fat percentage or taking mm-hmm. before and after pics. Because your weight mm-hmm. sometimes it stays the same, but your body transforms, and that's, that's okay. That motivates a lot of people because they tend to just hop on the scale every morning and look at the look at the scale, which is like the biggest mistake you could possibly do. Because if you see that the scale is going up, you think that oh, I'm gaining weight, I'm not losing weight, but no, you're gaining muscle, your body is toning, and then you decide to give up go. because you demotivate yourself for no reason at all right so, so let me so again i'm just going throwing out this like the idiot that i am so let's say i've got okay i'm 190 pounds right i could have like you know again just throwing numbers out there i could have 40 pounds of fat or like you know 100 pounds of fat so as long as i can actually like you know scale down the fat but still build up the muscle and still be you know 190 pounds right exactly because the muscle it weighs okay. more than the fat so Okay. Usually if you lose, say, for example, you lose two pounds of fat and you're down two pounds, but you gain uh, uh, two pounds of muscle. But two pounds of muscle is actually smaller. Two pounds of fat might be, say, that big. And then a pound of muscle will be, like, that big. That's a big difference, you know. Mm-hmm. It's pretty That's a huge difference. Because it's more, it's more dense. It's compact. It's heavier than fat. So, you know. <laughs> My biggest... Uh, the thing that keeps coming back mm-hmm. is always the fact of consistency, right? Because, you know, everybody has a different type of, you know, physical regimen and physical training goals because the goal is always the thing. You know, somebody's trying to do weight loss. Somebody's trying to just stay, like, you know, just to build up their cardio. And something that always keeps coming back is always the proverbial wall. You know, you're you're coming back every single day, going three, four times a day in the gym. And for some reason, again, you hit the wall where you're just like, okay, uh, I don't feel like it. Or should I really go? Or And then, like you said, the noise takes over. Yeah. And it's really funny because i was reading an article about this about motivation and it started out the writer was really was talking about this and he started out very simply it's like motivation is basically doing what you're supposed to do when you don't want to do it exactly (laughs) i'm not sure if you agree about that i do agree i do agree that's why i was i was saying before i didn't know how to put it that way but he put it in like the perfect way but that's what i was saying before in the previous podcast is that motivation it's only the the little bit in the beginning, right? 
but dedication is mm-hmm. what keeps you going. And that's exactly what I meant. Because motivation that's exactly it's, it's when you don't want to do it, right? Dedication is when you want it so bad that you continue to do it even if it's killing you, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's true, man. <laughs> Bodybuilders are crazy. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're kinda like the the, the craziest athletes to to ever like talk the, the, the things we do, man, it's it's insane. It's it's weird because the other types of sports, you kind of push yourself to a physical limit. Bodybuilding mm-hmm. isn't a physical. It's a physical limit when you're in the gym. But even then, it's not like other sports where you, um, how can I say? Bodybuilding is more mental, pushing yourself mentally than, than physical. Because just imagine this. You have a full cake in front of you and you're sitting you're watching that cake and you're starving your body is starving like you have skin like paper you you can see every single vein on your arms your legs and you're starving legit starving and you see a big cake in front of you and your mind is so strong that you don't even think about sniffing that cake now that that is being mentally strong man like bodybuilders, mm-hmm. they, they build character in the gym. Like not just in the gym, but like everything that they do, you're, you're building character, you're building mental toughness. It's insane. It's insane. Like ooh, I, I feel crazy. And anything that I believe that, you know, you, you, you put yourself on a path on towards a journey of success, successful execution, performance, and consistency at some point will always be translated as some type of crazy, right? I got that. I got those same comments when I ran uh, the trifecta last year. I was like, why are you doing this? Like, why would you do this to yourself? I think I did a podcast on this. Like, seriously, we're basically, you could, you could die on the trail. You can seriously hurt yourself on the trail. And still there are people who do it. And that's dedication. You have to want it bad enough to finish. It is. It is. And, you know, putting your body through such extreme diets and and training and stuff, you know, it's dangerous at times. I remember once uh, I was dieting and I'm not a diabetic, but in the time I was working very physical and I didn't have much carbs. Uh, that day was very hot. I was sweating a lot. I was, I was using up a lot of calories. I, I was probably pushing um, comparable to in the gym. But uh-huh. if I don't have the carbs to give me that energy, sometimes you can push too much. I'm not diabetic, but I did get low blood sugar. And I, I remember I, I started seeing like green spots and I had to run. Well, that's intense. Yeah, I had to run to the cafeteria. I, I, I knew what I was experiencing, even though I've never experienced it before, because I know what diabetes is, you know, and I understand mm-hmm. like my blood sugar might be low because I didn't have carbs since, you know, I, I, I understand what it is. So I ran to the cafeteria and I bought myself a, an apple juice. And I chugged that apple juice like real quick and I was good. I was good right after. And I'm like, oh, snap. Like, you know, that's never happened to me before. I'm not diabetic, but could I be developing it? Not really, but putting yourself through extreme diets, it, it's, it's not a game, man. Like, you can die from this. You pass out, you, you don't get your, your, your blood sugar corrected. You could die, <laughs> you know? Which is why you have to be, as again, as an athlete, you have to basically know your body 
and smarten up on you know your methods your techniques and your regimen and be sure that this is the right regimen for you exactly exactly that's why uh you you, you can't play with the diet uh like we think we can because the diet is what controls your body and uh, mm -hmm. and i do believe that most diseases that exist out there it's uh controllable through dieting through the way of eating what you have but a lot of people tend to turn to the easy path right the easy methods is to just go to your doctor and get like a, a bottle of pills right nobody wants to change the way they're eating nobody wants to to be structured in what they're supposed to eat they just want to get a get a quick fix but the quick fix is only temporary in the long run it's gonna get worse you know until it becomes a dependency or it becomes another type of ailment and then you need another supplement and you need another replacement for that. And what you're saying is that if we just shift our mentality towards what we put in our body, we can eventually thank it later for, you know, for a better performance. Of course, of course, definitely. Um, just by taking, uh, it's funny to say, but, you know, while you're dieting, sometimes you tend to not get enough nutrients that you're supposed to have you know and um just by taking something as simple as a multivitamin uh pill will make you feel a lot better it's insane but <laughs> you know something as cheap as a little multivitamin pill is gonna make you feel simple better. That. it has all the all the nutrients uh packed in all the vitamins packed in one little capsule you know it's, it's, it's pretty funny <laughs> that is it is funny wow I'm taking notes, man. I'm taking notes. <laughs> I saw, I saw on your feed because uh, I believe this, like you know, if it's relevant enough to to post, because uh, again, I want to ask you about that. Mm. Um, I believe you mentioned about the fact that uh, you actually um, uh, reconnected with a former coach. Tell me about that. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, since turning pro, which was uh, almost two weeks now, or no, it's about two weeks. Two weeks. Already? Uh, at least two weeks yeah two weeks yeah i've i've been trying to get rid of some more noise man um, like i said i'm trying to be tunnel vision into being an athlete and not uh -huh. a personal trainer or a coach because i want to focus more on myself i i want to excel um at a faster pace and i want to be one of the best Right now, I'm 26. Uh, I have a lot of time in front of me, but we need to do this now. We need to jump now, you know, um, in order to make that goal. And mm -hmm. one thing that I had was to become pro. One goal that I had was to become pro on my own. So I was self-coach for the past two years. Um, so that was your thing. That was a conscious decision. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I had my coach two years, for two years prior, and for the last two years, I've been solo. I've been uh, coaching myself for the past two years, um, have a lot of first place medals uh, on my back, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I just turned professional. I decided that, you know, it's added stress to coach myself. I do need um, the extra pair of eyes to, to make sure everything's going uh, as it's supposed to. And also, I don't want to think about what I'm supposed to do and what's my next move. And, you know, coaching yourself is pretty difficult. You, you have to think a lot. And I'm at the point where I don't want to think. 
I want to mm-hmm. just put all my energy into being a better athlete than to be coaching myself and having my mind all over the place. I just want my mind to be on, okay, I follow executing, executing. just follow this plan and I eat a uh, hundred grams of rice and I lift uh, this amount of weight that amount of times and, you know, just executing, executing. And I know I'm going to get better results that way. Um, so right now I'm just, I'm just an athlete. That's what I see myself as right now. Just an athlete. I'm, I'm not a coach. I'm not a personal trainer. Um, I'm not really taking on new, uh, I'm not taking on new clients. Um, my old clients, I, I, I will lose some because I'm not going to be doing any face to face anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all going to be online on my time. Um, like I said, I'm being selfish right now, but I have to be. <laughs> but that is not a bad thing. That is not a bad thing because, um, and I say this very often, everybody has the same 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Nobody is too busy. It's all a matter of how you adjust and allocate your priorities. And I don't believe that's selfish at all. You have a very clear set of dedicated uh, objectives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're surrounded by people or circumstances that are swaying you from those objectives, you need to cut that shit out. And I definitely believe that because the path to success is a very painful one, both in decisions, sacrifices and relationships. You will, you know, either upset, disappoint or hurt some people, you know, significant others and close family and close friends. And I don't believe this is me as your friend talking to you and reaching out and totally understanding and supportive of your path, because it's definitely something that you need to push yourself forward. And why why I was asking about the coaches, because, again, with such a dedicated mentality, as such a high performer. And again, I'm just going to throw it out there because I, I love him so much as an athlete. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, who I so follow on Instagram, uh, he said that in an interview way back when in a magazine. And he was like how he doesn't keep a personal coach because like, you know, I don't believe. And again, he's probably, you know, just being Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. He's like, I believe I should be able to kick my ass better than someone else. I'm paying to do that for me. You know, so again, the dumb question being, what is, you know, what are, I know you mentioned about the fact that, okay, you need to focus on you, but how, um, what is the purpose of a coach, you know, in, in the realm of your helping you execute? It's like, okay, what does he, what can he give you that you can't give yourself again, again, aside from the distraction of like, you know, just executing. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is my coach, he has, uh, he taught me a lot of what I know now and he didn't teach me everything that he knows. Right. Um, so I do know that I will be learning a lot more from him and also um, gaining a lot more of his knowledge uh, to help me grow, right? Help me uh, grow more in the sport. Um, so I'm just, I'm just willing to learn more from him and executing better and just becoming a better athlete, you know? Because I don't know it all. I'm pretty young. He's, uh, he's 51 and he's been through a, a lot of stuff, you know? He has uh, um, a bachelor's in biochemistry. He has uh, a black belt. In oh, chemistry. man. Oh, wow. He's uh, a very knowledgeable guy, you know. He has all these different studies all over the, 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 the nutritional field, the training field, and everything of a whole, the supplementation field of a whole. So um, very knowledgeable guy. And he, he very enjoyed the fact that I contacted him and that we're going to be working together again. He took me in with open arms and he's like, um, he understands how I feel because I explained all the situation to him of how I feel and what I want to do and my goals and stuff. And he said to me that he felt the exact same way and he understands how I feel. 
because at the point where he is now, he wants to do something great. That's what he said to me. He wants to do something great. And he's never had the opportunity to coach someone like me who's been doing great things on my own, who executes so well. Um, he, he did say high things about me, but at the same time, he, he thinks that kind of wasting time with other people slash clients, it's, it, you don't get a feeling of doing something great with uh, the average Joe. Um, when you see like a super athlete um, that you could do something great with, then that's an opportunity. That's a, that's a, a situation you want to be in. <laughs> that's something he's totally on board with. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Is, and we work hand so in hand. Guessing, we always worked uh, well together. Um, we know each other personally. He was my, he's my friend. He's been my friend, and. Uh, it's a good it's a good relationship between me and him it's a good relationship so there's trust there's uh you know there's mutual respect and obviously there's the same vision the fact that i'm natural too so he's not gonna be pushing uh, steroids on me or anything like that so that's a plus right because some out there that's a plus uh, yes they want to achieve great things but some of them at what cost right Cost to your body, you know, cost to, you know, cost to long-term, long-term damage uh, to your health. And, you know, because, again, when you get into that world, because, again, because I've seen so many documentaries about, you know, how steroid addiction and, again, the yeah, dangers yeah, of that, because exactly. you don't know how your body's going to react, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's, that's, the, that's a great journey ahead of you, man. So, um, yeah. again, not burying the lead, but you know, what, 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 what's down the pipeline for you? Any, uh, any other uh, competitions coming up? Oh, well, right now we already, uh, we met yesterday to, to, to talk game plan. And, um, well, right now we have a game plan ahead of us. It's, uh, basically to, to try to gain some size because I will be up against, um, the last competition I did, the Canadian Nationals, it was a tested natural show. But okay. as of now, it's the shows won't be tested anymore. It's it's pretty much uh, open to um, users, you know. So uh, I'm gonna be okay. against, uh, bigger guys per se. So right now we're just gonna try to put on some size and uh, work towards the World Championships in which is gonna be in Spain in November. So, um, this November, yes. So, following November, uh, world championships in Spain that's my next move. Wow, okay, okay, big things, big things. Yeah, so I promise I will not request another interview until after November. <laughs> all right, just keeping you just keeping you straight and focused so I know I'm not part of the noise because I wouldn't want you to just like you know, just you know, just signal me out. It's like, okay, what if there's too much noise right now? It's like, okay, fine. So I promise nothing until after November. I will check in with your coach first. <laughs> I'm going to cheat two seconds. I'm just going to ask like, you know, for a free, like, you know, training, training tip right now. I'm really trying uh, for the gym. I'm really trying to eventually try to either bench press or deadlift my own rate, my own weight or plus 50 pounds. Right now I'm 210. Uh -huh. I cannot, uh, so far I've hit 210, but it's really painful. How do I, you know, is there, are there any tricks or tips that are try to augment, you know, weight, you know, well, just try to you, just uh, add a, what, what is your, your goal to, to, to bench that my, weight? Uh, my, 
a one time, just a one lift, or you one. Uh, one lift, one lift. Right now, I, right, right now, I'm really struggling. Deadlift, deadlift is is not that bad. It's okay. more basically bench pressing. Bench pressing, I really struggle with bench pressing. Okay, so what you want to do is break it down to to lower reps, right? You want to try to do okay. five by fives and try to work it up slowly. Um, okay. By doing five by fives, you'll be working on uh, strength and um, and power at the same time. So five sets of five repetitions. And you want to take like two minutes rest between uh, sets. So you will be pretty rested. That way you will be okay. for each set. Um, start by working up with five by fives and uh, try to go up in weights. And um, after that, you should get pretty strong enough to, to drop down and try to do three by threes. Not in the same day, okay. but like on another, say, chest day. You do three by three. Mm -hmm. So now you're lifting heavier weight for only three repetitions for okay. only three sets. So eventually you want to try to up your weight but do um, lower reps to try to hit that heavy okay. weight, to hit that one rep, right? So start off with five by fives, at least two minutes rest between sets, and keep going and then try to lower it afterwards to three by threes. And then afterwards, you you. your one rep max. <laughs> I follow you. I follow you. Okay. So I'm taking it really slowly, really seriously. Like, you know, I'm not going extremes like, yeah, I want to, I want to bench press three times my own weight. I'm not there yet, but you know, I'm just taking it slowly, but surely. Cause again, nobody wants to get hurt, you know? So yeah. but I was just, I, I was just curious for two seconds. I'm not that, I'm not at Lamar level yet. <laughs> So, so try to take a weight, and if you get five reps, you know, on the fifth one where you're struggling, then that's a good start. <laughs> that's a good start. Okay. Okay. See? Like, good tips. See, that this show is full of tips. Ladies and gentlemen, it was amazing. Amazing. Lamar, it is such a heartwarming, such a humbling, and such a, you know, I, I can't thank you enough for your time. Um, I know it's kind of late, so I'm not going to keep you. But again, um, with all gratitude, respect, and, and, you know, just all around admiration for everything you're doing, thank you for the message. Thank you for the encouragement. Thank you for the all around, all well-rounded, you know, terrific, you know, personality and warmth because everybody who knows you and connects with you either online or in person, you know, ever since, you know, we've connected, I've always felt this genuine warmth that I always want to thank you for. This is not just me just throwing positivity out there in the universe. I really want to thank you for it. And yeah. of course, uh, everybody, of course, is getting along the boat with me through wishing you nothing but success for November. And, uh, you know, just let us know. We'll just keep following you on the Instagrams and just like, you know, just it's it, it's it's some great stuff that you're putting and then keep shredding, keep dieting, do what it is you do. And, you know, just uh, hoping that the journey is a fulfilling one, you know, just yeah. like from now until oblivion. Like you said, you're 26. You got a lot of mileage ahead of you. So. Again, it's only great things. We only expect great things. You know, just keep Thanks doing it, man. And um, I will be sharing a lot more now that I have less noise, um, less uh, duties around me, right? So I will be sharing a lot more uh, of my journey. Uh, I'll be able to, to post more on Instagram and stuff like that because I will have more time for me. So uh, the athlete is... is kind of like full-fledged now so you will see more of that 
in full effect in full effect and guys again you know any type of show support you want to show lamar he is at jamaican physique on instagram follow him it is definitely worth it i'm not just saying that it's because it's true you know lamar with all respects and admiration thank you for your time guys again catch us at the next recording thank you so much for tuning in and again this is me here just signing a signing off and wishing you guys a terrific evening and to stay awesome take care guys thank you thank you